0: Welcome to Dost. And if this is your first time tuning into Dost, thanks for being here. I do want to highlight not all of these episodes, probably not many, will be PG. And the areas and stories we cover span across science, spirituality, the mind, the body, alternative lifestyle and and healing. And you may find some of these views or stories conflicting with your own personal beliefs. Uh, And if you are upset by them, or ultimately don't like thinking for yourself, the good news is Love Island is coming back on the TV, so you can go and tune into that. Otherwise, thanks and uh, enjoy this next episode. This episode of Dosed is brought to you by O Black Caps. So, O Black Caps, they provided refuge for me when I was stuck in the classic scroll hole on Instagram. Um, and yellow being my favorite color, their, their latest cap, which I'm wearing today, uh, Phosphate, totally jumped out at me. Um, so I ended up ordering it, ordering it from from Instagram or Amazon, I think it was at that point, um, with no, if I'm honest, no expectations. When it arrived, though, bam! Oh my god! Like the the quality, the style, the colours, like really pop. And for me, uh, comparing this to other caps I've I've uh, recently purchased, these are, if not the best, one of the best on the market at the moment. Um, but if I'm honest, that's not um, you know the style and everything is not really what captured me. Um, it was when I read their mission, which I'm going to read out to you guys, um, that was really, it just grabbed me, grabbed me by the nuts. Um, uh, and their mission statement is, our goal is to change the concept that people have of being a black sheep. Many look at these people as d- displaced, misfits, or those who do not fit into the current mold set. But we see them as real people, without fear of what people say, people who are true to their values and don't conform to the status quo. Harnessing this power as their innate gift, dedicating it to what they love, and creating their own path for their life. What a fucking statement! <laughs> um, for me, that was like, wow, this is incredible. And um, I think if you are feeling feeling that, um, and you want to embrace your your inner black sheep, go and buy an O Black cap. We also have a discount code because they are proud. You know, we're uh, we're proud to be uh, to having them as our sponsors. So. If you keep listening to the show we will i will drop the discount code so you get money off these awesome caps christine gillespie hello my lovely friend hey. how are you
1: i'm really well i'm really happy to be here with you today
0: i know i'm i'm happy that you're almost here i mean your <laughs> your your presence is with me at least i can i can feel your energy i
1: am i'm right here above you like a guardian angel
0: <laughs> how it should be I'm always getting in trouble so I'm I'm glad I'm glad someone is. Oh. <laughs> <Aww.
1: laughs>
0: but it's uh it's been oh, I can't even remember the last time I saw you actually. Um over a year maybe.
1: Probably. Yeah. We've been in Malta but we missed you and lockdown happened yeah, so it's been a bit of yeah.
0: Yeah, wow. And how are you how are you coping at the moment over in in the UK? It's a bit it's a bit more full on over there than Malta.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't really know how to compare it to be exact. I think it's really individual. It's different for everybody. So for me, um, my reality is reflecting really positively from all of this yeah. um, based on what I know and how I channel my consciousness. And I guess that's kind of what I'm here to talk to you about today is, mm-hmm. is how to do that. And um, so I've turned this situation, which could have been a crisis, into an opportunity, um, one, to finish the documentary I'm working on, uh, deconstructing sentience but also just in like you know engaging more with the kids and enjoying walks <laughs> in nature
2: yeah.
1: and stuff like that and, and instead of um you know getting in the fear just replacing it with love I think yeah. that's what it's all about really
0: yeah <clears throat> that's something I actually picked up on as well is that it was um and I was trying to purposely trying to get um, get people especially my family to to unplug from the noise um, uh, just of of the obviously the media you could say are obviously trying to keep keep everyone informed or were trying to keep everyone informed but i think it's just the constant like negative feedback you're getting from from the news is always going to have well i would imagine is always going to have a, a negative it's going to stick to you so then you're always going to be kind of looking at the numbers you're going to be thinking okay, what if I open my door and my neighbors got it? Or what if, what if, what if? And um, it was kind of, it didn't feel good initially, but I don't, again, I'm only judging from from Malta. I'm I'm not in the UK at the moment, Um, but it feels like that shifted. Now people have realized actually it's okay. Um, We can use this time to kind of look internally. Um, Once they've got over the Netflix, I've gone through everything on Netflix phase. And I think that now there's, you can see people are being a lot more creative, um, maybe taking more time to spend with family or just to even then start looking at themselves and working out their own priorities, really. So it's, um, it's been an interesting, was it, how long is it, three months? Three months nearly. So it's, uh, it's been an interesting period, I'd say. But obviously you're here today because you have uh, an incredible, is it, is it a movie or a two-part documentary?
1: It's a two-part documentary. It's two different documentaries, actually. Oh, really? So the first okay. one's called Deconstructing Sentience from Chaos to Coherence. Okay. And the second one will mm-hmm. be Deconstructing Sentience, Simplifying Ascension. So we take some more advanced um, material and sort of break it down because what I'm really trying to do here is bring the sky to the street. You just hit on so many topics that I wanted to address, really. Um, the fact that we all you know, binge on Netflix mm. and drink a lot and, you know, work or even work out to the extreme. Mm -hmm. So I'm sort of making the uh, claim, really, that we're all walking around with all of these addictions. And I know addiction might be a strong word to some people, uh, but I really see it. We live in an addictive and addicted society, and it keeps us away from the very thing that we're seeking. And that's the, the irony of it. Uh, So I'm here to kind of name it because I believe that there's so much potential in each and every one of us Mm -hmm. and we can get there if we actually stop the escapism and start learning how to go within, as you said, and really be with our emotional body. And that's kind of why I fell in love with this word called sentience.
0: Yeah, and sentience I mean it's um, funny enough I've, I've mentioned obviously I've been I've been really excited about you coming on the show for uh, even from the last season um, and I've mentioned it to more than a few people just saying okay there's gonna you know sentience trying to get this word out there um, I have an, a limited understanding and what I think it may be but um, it would be good to kind of talk around what sentience is or what what it could be um, um, and and what it isn't I guess, maybe, just to just to allow people yeah, to love work that. out themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Everyone said to me along the way, you might want to change the title because no one knows what sentience is. And I was like, you've proven my point. That's <laughs> the point. <laughs> no one knows exactly what it means. And yet it describes the human condition better than any other word. You know, And for me, there's so much in it, so much more than we, we give it credit for. So of course, being sentient, you think of maybe a sentient being, right? An animal, maybe the ability to be aware, maybe the ability to feel. That's kind of the dictionary definition. (laughs) But for me, it's like where these three worlds of new science and spirituality and intuition collide. And it makes this like like absolutely cosmic blast of power, And that's what it is. It's a source of power. It's a power source. And it's actually also a quantum process. Um, Meaning it's uh, a way that we can channel our conscious focus and really manipulate our consciousness and learn how to manipulate energy. Mm. And I think that's why we all reincarnate here. And that's why we're here today. And we can do it through our feelings but why then do we run away from them? You know, we develop mm. all of these like really sophisticated ways of of running away from the very thing that we're looking for.
0: An interesting, I've looked at, um, I've obviously watched all of your clips and uh, your sneak, your sneak uh, tr- uh, preview trailer. Um, one of the things that, that stuck with me was the the fact that we are essentially from a young age taught to think all the time, think, 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 rather than feel and feelings actually has been suppressed. It's like, you know, that, you know, don't, you're not, you know, for example, um, as, as, a, as a young boy, you're like, oh, you fellow don't, you know, don't, don't be a girl. Don't, don't, don't cry. You know, don't express your, um, your feelings or, you know, the fact that you're upset because your father's gone away or your mum has gone or whatever. Um, so it's, it's quite interesting really, because that side, the, the kind of feeling side, it's something that, um, i've always stuck to anyway and i've always, res- it's always resonated with me some for some reason um and i've been lucky enough to kind of keep that um but i can see how um modern society maybe that is improving but that that side of things feeling has always been um thrown out really and and we're, we're kind of taught schools university everything to analyze think you know but surely that uh, what do you think with in terms of the balance of that um, in modern society
1: Man, you just hit the nail on the head, especially for men in the Western society. It Really, we get told, don't cry, don't feel that. You don't want to be like that, you know? Um, And then we end up, you know, in our partialness, feeling fragmented and (laughs) fractured, and we split Mm -hmm. from our true selves. And, you know, it's absolutely criminal that our education system ignores this. It's overlooked by science. It's even really overlooked by psychology and that may be a weird claim Mm -hmm. and something that i'm qualified in and i'm all for it but i think there's an energetic component that is hugely missed and you know we've got to change that this is something that we all need to start utilizing and, and learning how to leverage to make life go in our favor it's it truly is jamie feeling is healing it's not rocket science it's so simple just allow yourself to feel the feelings and start to remove judgment of some of the negative feelings and watch your life literally transform Mm -hmm. um i think that you're right as well about the mind we absolutely live in a a mind-based consciousness right now we're in 3d and it is really you know all about the head all about intellect being intellectual and and can you think your way through right and i like to say it's not about figuring it out at all it's about feeling it through so i just want to change all of that so that we can literally right size um our perspective because i think it's actually been inverted or at least completely and utterly misunderstood Mm. So, um, I'm so glad that you brought that up and it's, it's time to take a stand and and people like you, especially, you know, be a role model and get out there and say, you know what? I feel like this and it's okay to show your feelings. It's okay to cry. It's okay, um, to be an emotional being and embrace that aspect of being human. That's what we're here for, Mm -hmm. but we are in a shift. So you see all of our stuff coming up, and it feels really difficult to deal with sometimes. Because I do think that we're moving towards more of a heart-based uh, consciousness, mm-hmm. which is actually a non-polarity organ, right? So that's where you get your unity consciousness, we are all one, bliss brain, right, anandamide going on, beautiful, beautiful. But right now we still we still really are predominantly in. The polarity-based organ of the mind, which says black, white, good, bad, um, you know, depressed, happy, this whatever. It's more binary. And- it's just like
0: the bin- It's shifting from a binary kind of um, system. So, it's
2: true.
0: and it's quite interesting going back on your previous point around um, we kind of judged, uh, and I, I, I have actually seen a shift in this uh, in, in the workplace uh, where I've been where I've been lucky enough to work in the last couple of years. Is that um, intelligence is always kind of focus. Uh, the the measure was always your IQ. It's like, okay, what's their IQ? What's this? Where what I've have as, as slowly seen start coming into to the workplace or or just be spoken about a lot more is emotional intelligence, EQ, and um, hopefully there is something in that which links to links to this because I think um, you can be and, and typically you know. So I've I've worked with software engineers previously. So they are extremely smart individuals don't get me wrong um, on paper however if you put them into a room um with people from different backgrounds totally diverse whether that be industry race creed whatever they would struggle eight times out of ten i'll say they would struggle because they don't know how to interact effectively now surely that's where it comes down to the okay so what would you say is more more powerful and the emotional intelligence with someone that can read a room, understand that one person is is maybe a bit more um, overconfident, let's say. Um, So they're gonna continue, they're gonna talk for the room. um, And then then that means others that are more introverted, they're gonna be left in the corner. So to be able to then pick them and pull them out and give them a a voice as well, surely that proves that emotional intelligence is more important than than, um, IQ.
1: Hundred percent, man. You just like nailed it again. For me, <laughs> promises wasn't scripted. <laughs> yeah, no, right? <laughs> emotional intelligence, blah, blah blah mouthful. It's the name of the game. And uh I call it sentient intelligence, mm-hmm. right? Because I think sentience brings in another aspect. Yeah. It is time. not consciousness, but it it helps bring that element in so that we can understand it more on a vibrational frequency sense. So we have like what's called a, an emotional or vibrational ladder where I would put kind of hopelessness at the bottom and maybe like gratitude, compassion, acceptance, uh, unconditional love at the top. Mm-hmm. And we can move up the ladder based on what we're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is hard iq right that's feeling it Mm. through not figuring it out and i think that is so much more important and is starting to become hell of a lot more important and will be more and more and more as the years tick on Mm. because that's what we're moving into Mm. and we're being called each and every one of us to shift from the head to the heart
0: yeah so for people that this you know this may be a bit scary talking about these kind of things, um, or a bit alien, let's say. So, so if we can, if you don't mind explaining some of the things, like consciousness, for example. So, can you can you explain what consciousness is in in layman's terms, if possible, or um, at least yeah, how you sure. know? Yeah,
1: sure. Consciousness to me is the ability to be aware. It's awareness essentially, and when you bring it in to the feeling world, mm-hmm. into the realm of emotions, you see that you cannot feel without being aware that you're having a feeling so consciousness is kind of like the fabric of our universe you can think of it as i like to think of it as sacred geometry Mm -hmm. that you can't see but you can feel and you can pick up on and you can detect and um in that way right we've relied on our five senses our traditional conventional five (laughs) senses so we we're programmed you know from a very young age if i can't see it and i can't measure it with a stick then it must not be real. Mm. Well, guess what? There are six senses and seven senses, and I would say infinite amounts of senses, but actually emotion is a sense, and it was the first sense. And it interplays and sort of works together with consciousness to weave our reality, what we call our physical reality, which is really just energy condensing down from the ether into physical form, right? And so consciousness is something that runs through us, that is us, essentially. And once we sort of start to tap into that, we can learn to manipulate it. And we can learn that actually what causes suffering is blocking the natural flow of consciousness. And uh, that's a whole new ballgame right Mm -hmm. there. And I know it's scary. And I know some of these words are big. So I do like to bring the sky to the street. I don't. want to alienate people and I'm comfortable using some of those, you know, that lingo, Mm -hmm. but I also really want it to be accessible to everybody. Um, This doesn't have to be a PhD situation. And it also doesn't have to be like, you know, you have to be a yogi meditating on a mountain for 50 years situation. Mm -hmm. It's accessible to all of us now because consciousness is, it's literally available to everybody. And so are our emotions. And that's where sentience I think is, is where that kind of emotional intelligence and consciousness collide in that awareness Mm -hmm. and in that you can become the conscious observer of your own actions. You can start to bear witness to your own pain. You can start to bear witness to other people's pain and in that way we start to make major progress in gaining compassion and empathy for each other. We're all doing our very best and suddenly this is what's called raising your vibration. right? It's, it's literally developing that empathic view for your fellow who ultimately is you, really. At the end of the day, quantum science is proving this, peer-reviewed science, that we are all one. And what we're experiencing now, Jamie, is a holographic reality. And actually I'm reflecting you back to you and you're reflecting me back to me. And I think it's so cool to think about it like that because it gives you command over these things like emotions that we used to think just happened to us Mm. and i want to shift that and say like it you can really see it now change your perspective that everything's happening for you and you have a choice you have a choice how you use your consciousness it's a fun game you can start to play and you also have a choice in how you feel that's a game changer
0: and i think um I think some of the, some of the misconceptions to to being a feeling, be, and again, I want your input on this actually. Um, to being someone that feels can be um, when you put when people are portrayed to being, oh, they're always so happy, so positive, so happy all the time. That, that that's not real though, is it? Um, you know, if you see someone that is happy all the time, does that? If you see someone, for example, do do you? It, it, Typically, you would think they're hiding something or, or they're not willing to show or maybe they're not aware that showing a side of pain or fear is is, uh, is not allowed or, or is that something you've seen uh, previously? Oh, my your... gosh.
1: Over and over again. in what I do, because I'm I'm a well, I studied as an art psychotherapist, um, but I really see it really. It's evolved into more energy healing because everything is energy. Mm. Emotion is energy. It's energy in motion. Mm-hmm. And I see it all the time. I see people blocking themselves um, from the true essence of who they really are. And usually they don't know it. And you you're so right that it's subconscious programming. It all goes back to that. We're programmed from birth to the age of seven by our caregivers, whoever they may be. And when you're that age, your brain is literally in uh theta, theta brainwaves, mm-hmm. right? So you're literally recording what you're witnessing from your primary caregivers and from your environment and the world around you, teachers, etc., mm. And so that's all set, so to speak. Now I, I'm going to put a little comma on that because you can change it. Uh, anytime you want with the power of your thoughts, with the power of your feelings, and most of all, with the power of your beliefs, your beliefs underpin everything. So I Belief, would yeah. really challenge my challenge or... to anyone. Oh, sorry.
0: Sorry, sorry. I'm So you don't mean religions or anything. Do you just beliefs that? No, just
1: that what that you believe values. to be true paradigms. So, sure. you know, do you believe that um, the world is against you? Do you believe you're a victim? Or do you believe actually, you know, you've got a loving environment and things always work out for you? Mm. Uh, those are two very different vibrational Um, reality. And you're going to get very different experiences in this life, Mm -hmm. you know, and your sentient experience uh, from feeling that on the inside. So our outer worlds are always reflecting our inner worlds. That's what creates our reality is how we truly feel. So if you don't know what you don't know, you've got some work to do, right? And so that's what I was going to say was like, my biggest challenge to anybody is if you're struggling or if you're going like, oh my gosh, I just... You know, I feel awful. The same thing keeps coming up. I keep getting dumped by by guys who I don't know, um, uh, cheat on me. They cheat on me all the time. Right. Same pattern, because you'll see it it happens again and again and again Mm -hmm. to call your attention to what belief you're buying into to make you feel that way. And once you start to learn how to rectify that, you see your whole life as a vibrational feedback system. It's, you're, you're, this is encoded in our biology. It's a biochemical feedback system. So you can go, oh, what would I have to believe to feel this way? And what would I have to believe to keep seeing this pattern repeat over and over and over again, making me miserable, mm. right? And then it's like, oh, maybe I believe that I'm not really good enough. Maybe I believe that nobody loves me. Mm. And then you trace that back. And you don't really have to go much further than that to go, I'm going to start feeling the feelings of not good enough. I'm going to bring my conscious focus to it. I'm going to become aware of it. I'm going to name it and acknowledge it. And that's all you have to do. Feel it through.
0: Mm. So rather than put it in a bottle, you're kind of going, okay, I need to face this. I need to face this feeling that or you know feeling of of not being good enough or whatever whatever it may be um and and by let it out what what do you mean by that what do you what do you mean by by so if i'm facing something how how do i go about letting something out or or going about feeling it properly
1: you can write it out i mean there's a lot of ways of expressing it you know keep a journal talk to a good friend um scream in a pillow if it's anger right because all these feelings Even the ones we deem bad are actually messengers. They're just here to give us a message. Emotion is information. Mm -hmm. And it's literally encoded in the field all the time, right? The field consciousness that's around us. And that's what we're picking up on. So it's really essential to start to develop that sense. And you practice, right? This is training. And you can start to go, okay... I feel it, I'm not gonna resist it because I know that if I resist it, it will persist. What we resist persists. And instead I'm gonna focus my attention on it. And where attention goes, energy flows and you wanna get that flow, right? Uh, Okay, I'm feeling it and it feels like this and bring your attention to the body because what's actually shocking the spiritual inquiry is that enlightenment is embodiment. And we all think it's all out here all the time. Mm -hmm. It's in here. And anytime you've got a feeling, it's a sensation again you get the root word of sentience right Mm. so you want to pay attention to those sensations in the body because they will be literally metabolizing your emotion isn't that cool Mm.
0: (laughs) there's just so much to i don't even know where to start with it It's a thing so like I guess you, um, one of the things I mentioned to people as well is, is saying about the, your gut instinct, your gut instincts there. You know, when so many people say, oh, I had that, I should have gone with my instinct. Um, yeah, but yet, no one, well, not no one, but, you know, there are a section of people that just don't ever do that. Why, why do you think that is? What's stopping them kind of?
1: We've been programmed not to listen to that beautiful, voice within you know because we can't see it and we can't measure it with a stick like i talked about Mm. so we go it must not be real and then we have you know caregivers and teachers and friends and society along the way go that's a bit out there that's a bit cuckoo you know and so psychic becomes a dirty word and intuition is something that's just completely misunderstood and it's a built-in resource Mm. designed for us to guide us through this life which is hard enough as it is Hmm. and this is why we all get lost most of us myself included Hmm. (laughs) you know I got really stinking lost and I took escaping my emotions to the extreme because I didn't listen to that beautiful voice I didn't listen to the gut instinct I didn't think that it was worthy Um, I couldn't even hear it at one point and that's when I believe that Our highest self or spirit or consciousness whatever you want to call it source on the other side is actually they will use our body to try to get through to us and that's when you start uh, outputting in things like illness you know dis-ease for me it was a really awful addiction to alcohol i almost died seven and a half years ago trying to escape my emotions trying to run away from my own sentience and I had to go through that to truly value it. And I guess that's why I can't stop this burning desire to share what I'm becoming more aware of. And this is an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. And I definitely do not think that I'm, by any stretch, some kind of, um, you know, <laughs> expert on the subject. Yeah. But I'm feeling my way through and I help other people do the same. And I get so much from uh the beautiful privilege of being a part of somebody else's spiritual growth and personal development process. Mm. And that's what I think ascension really is. Again, root word, sentience, ascension, mm-hmm. sensation, right? It all boils down to this sense that you just talked about that you can feel in the gut and there's Hardcore science now, this is peer-reviewed science again, is proving that the heart receives information faster than the brain mm-hmm. and the heart can measurably uh, react to something in the field before it even happens. Isn't that wow. cool?
0: Yeah, that's insane. I know. Again, because I, I imagine it's picking up on the vibration. It's picking up oh. on the frequency in around you. And, and even... Um, It'd be good to go, go into your background a little bit because even when whenever we have hung out obviously I, you do have this energy that just surrounds you like good energy obviously of course um but there is something that that is, is kind of vibrating nicely around you did um it, obviously you, you touched on it just just then said that you um you had your own challenges you had to get through let's go back kind of 15 years you know what what um I'm just trying to kind of highlight to other people that there may be in a similar situation and, and maybe just to kind of highlight that you were just say a normal person um going along their uh their, their their regular life but but you know what what has got you to this point what what's kind of clicked finally to make you realize okay I need I need to go and not only um I need to change myself I need to now go and speak to, I mean, for your documentary, how how many, it was your two documentaries, how many people did you speak to? Um, Because I know you're traveling for, you've been traveling for a lot. uh, Yeah. A couple of years or a year or so, right?
1: Better part of a year and a half now. Um, All over the world, really. Mm. Um, And it has been the greatest blessing because, you know, it was really hard. 15 years ago, you wouldn't have even recognized me physically, um, vibrationally, you know. (laughs) Um, in my personality, anything. I I was a party girl, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't like the word normal because Sorry. I think we all aspire to yeah, be... Oh, no, 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 it's not you. <laughs> I like just to make that... Uh, I just like to make that point because I think we all then go, oh, my God, I have to be that normal, normal. Yeah. What is normal? What is normal? And what is sane, actually? I think we have all of it asked backwards, mm-hmm. right? And upside down, if I'm honest. I think... We walk around disconnected and, and we think that that's sane and we think it's normal to go out and escape in all these different ways. And I thought that too. And I did that to fit in. But the truth of the matter is I really did that because I was so full of fear inside mm-hmm. that I didn't know how to live life. And it got to the point where I didn't want to do life anymore yeah. because it was too painful. Mm-hmm. Um, and the ugh, rock bottom that I had didn't give me a choice anymore. So how I see that now is that my guidance went, okay, Kristen, you didn't get the messages. We've tried to tell you a million times, we made all these bad things happen. We were whispering, then we were sort of raising our voice, then we were shouting, and then we were screaming at you, stop living life this way. Mm. You've got a purpose, a greater purpose than this. Wake up, you know, who are you? And that was like it. And my rock bottom was awful. I'm not afraid to say it was, uh, I got raped. Um, I ended up in the hospital. I needed two blood transfusions. It saved my life. I heard a voice that day hmm. uh, and it was very clear. It said, don't close your eyes. And all I could see were my baby girls. I had a two year old and a four year old at the time that I loved more than anything in this universe. And I could not stay sober for them. What does that tell you? What is this addiction and the programs? I mean, they can have this power over you that literally enslaves you, that b- makes you literally not the host of your own body, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and that was the best day of my life, funnily enough. It was my 33rd birthday, uh, 2012. That was what, seven and a half years ago. And I went, I surrender. I will do this your way because I don't want to die. And I want my babies to have a mom. And I literally devoted my life to being of service to other people that day. And, um, you know, I'm not like some kind of saint. I go around like a normal person. I have bad days and I can definitely mess up. And uh, But I do really try to be really aware of what I'm beaming out to the world mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. And whoever is in front of me at this moment in time, I do try to be of service. And I try to help it in some way, shape or form. Is it just by giving them a compliment? Is it by smiling? Is it by actually reaching out more and saying, are are you okay? You don't Mm -hmm. seem okay or whatever. And that's grown and sort of uh, morphed over the years. Mm -hmm. And now like in the, in the manifestation of these two films, it's sort of gained a different, um, different, I guess, look, if you will, but it's the same thing. Mm -hmm. And, To me, that's really where it all starts is um, in that place of I've been there, too, you know, and in that place you can help someone else. And I think this again, this peer reviewed science, there's a lot of studies that are now really proving that um, if you've had that same wound and you reach out to someone and help them in that signature, Mm -hmm. right, in the same like, okay, you've had cancer, too, right, for instance, um, using that as an example. And, and I survived it. Let me reach out and speak to you and we can just connect. And something magical happens in that connection, especially if it's in a small group or a large group, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have to necessarily be large, that studies are showing if you actually set an intention to heal someone else who has the really? same affliction wow. that you have, the healing comes back to you.
0: Wow, that's so interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It's a, an absolutely groundbreaking scientific discovery that we're not using to our advantage at all, you know? And I know everyone wants to go out and have fun and stuff like that, but I think our definition of fun needs to be redefined. I also think our definition of um, emotion needs to be re- redefined. And I most certainly think we need to deconstruct sentience. <laughs> wow
0: (laughs) so essentially it sounds like you've um obviously knowing a bit about you you you, you took yourself through um you've become a counselor you're helping a number of people but by doing these films seems that you've now kind of you're going to help more you know more people you've realized that okay helping one or two people is 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 great uh it's actually it's, it's giving yourself what you know to these individuals that really need your help but I guess by by creating these two films now, now hopefully everyone will have access to a bit of you, a bit of your learning, and and and, and take something from it. I mean, what what are you hoping? What are you hoping to achieve um, with when, when you release these two films? Is there something separately from each one, or is there something overall that you're you're you know wanting people to take away from it?
1: I think it's pretty simple. Heal yourself, heal the world. You are the universe. And if you go within and you make your own world better, brighter, uh, you know, more um, resonant with your highest self, then you literally are a fractal of the whole. So you're doing that for the world. And so your output, right? Yeah. What you beam out is happiness, is more love, is a greater capacity for compassion. And you'll start to see that. And then it has a knock-on effect, a domino effect, the hundred monkey effect, right? Um, so really, what I hope to spark is a revolution. But I'm not sparking it. We're already in the middle of it. Mm. We're in the middle of a spiritual awakening, mm-hmm. and I'm not afraid to use the words. I think everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. So this does not mean, um, you know, you have to go and you know meditate for five hours every day in a dark room, with <laughs> you know, your candles and your and you know doing this mantra. This yeah. means living life all the time connected connected to your feelings connected to yourself uh feeling the full spectrum of your feelings Mm. and in that way we can make a huge impact on our world Mm. which really needs it right now look at what we're going through jamie look at where we are (laughs) pandemics you know and horrible political infighting and poverty and environmental crises i mean we're destroying our planet, and we're really worried about our carbon footprint, and we should be, but I'm saying, what about our emotional footprint? Because I think if we get it that way around, everything else starts to shift, mm. naturally. and we're coming up with, you know, that Einstein quote with, with um, we've got to raise the level of consciousness because we can't solve our problems at the same level of consciousness of which they were created something like that. That was obviously paraphrasing badly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the sound, person, sound legit right? to me. That's what I want to do. And so mm-hmm. it's not my story. And I want to be clear. This is not a story about addiction. Mm-hmm. It starts off from my story, mm-hmm. but it swiftly moves on. Yeah. Cause I don't want it to be about me. It's about it this context. beautiful message that is coming through the films, through mm-hmm. all of these amazing voices that have mm-hmm. been so incredible in giving me their time and their wisdom. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, Dr. Bruce Lipton, Greg Braden, Lynn McTaggart, uh, Dr. Sue Mortar, um, Daryl Anka, Magenta Pixie, Marina Jacoby. I could go on and on and on. Um, there are who, some- who, are you,
0: um, who are you most nervous about meeting? Obviously, there's a lot of big names there. Um, was there any particular, I mean, I only say this from, from my own point of view where I've kind of overprepared over sometimes and then I've just been, a, it's come across okay, but I've just felt extremely wooden. Um, yeah <laughs> how did you I know I know how did you deal with some you. of these it's people hard
1: to just like relax into it and be natural and um, I was really nervous for a lot of them to be honest I did start to get comfortable with over time I had to read loads of books really good <laughs> lots of which I've already read because yeah. these are my heroes yeah. I gave up television Seven years ago. Okay. Right. Because I saw it for the fear porn that it was. Yeah. I mean, I used to be a reporter in the news media. I used to work at MSNBC. Wow. Didn't and uh, so I shifted completely to be a, a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. And that's wow. part of my message. Um, but I was most nervous to meet, I think Dr. Antonio D'Amasio is quite nervous to meet because he understands consciousness from a neuro- neurologist perspective.
2: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: And yeah, that was like, Oh my gosh! it's just it goes really deep, and I love geeking out on the science, but I'm not a scientist, yeah, you know okay. um, so he can challenge so that you. was that was a challenge, and yeah. the other one was Dr. Bruce Lipton because of the circumstances. it was the fires in California oh, um, wow. and I was flying over some of these I did one man banding practically, and so I was flying over and uh once again sort of doing this crazy in and out trip you know over two days because i had to get back for the kids (laughs) and um so it was sort of multitasking all the time here and uh i just it was really touch and go whether i could interview him or not Mm -hmm. we were running on generators uh we had no wi-fi i didn't know how safe it was
2: going
1: (laughs) i was in like in the middle of nowhere, sort of in, sort of you know, near San Francisco. Um, and uh, I used to have a huge fear of driving on the motorway. So to rent a car and drive like on the you know motorway around San Francisco on my own. And um, all of this is about feeling the fear and doing it anyway. Yeah. So this whole process has been one massive learning curve <laughs> of like. Oh my God, I'm not good enough. Oh my God. Who do I think I am? Oh my God. I have no idea what I'm doing, you know, to getting there sitting down and doing it and then going, Oh my God, I just did it. Mm. I just interviewed Bruce Lipton. He's one of the most amazing voices in pioneer. He's a pioneer of consciousness, Mm. you know, in the world. And I just can't believe I was sat opposite, you know, this man, um, so it's been a huge blessing, but also really stinking scary.
0: <laughs> mm. <laughs> but like I said, it's, getting, it's pushing yourself to that, getting out of your comfort zone um, because we are extremely versatile and adaptable um, as, as, as a human race, as a race. Um, so I think that's the, um, it goes back, leads back to your, your point really about feeling, it's feel good to feel scared. But then just jump on it anyway. And then and then you'll you'll get through it. You know, you're not going <laughs> to... Typically, you'll come out the other end. Um, uh... Oh, my God.
1: Jamie, that's the expansion of consciousness right there. That is it. Conscious... What we have not made conscious feels scary because it's uncertain and you have to take a risk mm. because you don't get the luxury of knowing the outcome. Yeah. But that's why we came here. It's essentially a great big... I think, experience machine or ascension machine, if you will, where we get to learn and grow from this ability Mm -hmm. to become more and more aware of what we're feeling and who we are. And I think we're really being called, like I said earlier, to step up and understand ourselves a little bit more Mm -hmm. as multidimensional beings. Mm -hmm. And I know, again, that might be sort of weird and frightening to some people, but I think that all that means really is embracing these other senses Mm -hmm. and learning how to use the exquisite resource of sentience to optimize our life, to thrive, to start to heal our traumas. We can move into a world right now where our traumas literally start to decrease in percentage, generation after generation after generation, because... All of this is energetic, so we're all carrying through ancestral patterns and programming in our DNA Mm -hmm. from literally 15 generations ago. Wow. (laughs) But if you heal it, it stops here. And not only that, it has a knock-on effect because there's Mm. this thing called emotional contagion. Okay. And it's like our vibration is contagious. You've heard of the law of attraction, right? Yes, Yeah. Well, it doesn't mean think of a a Lamborghini and it appears in your driveway, obviously. (laughs) A little bit more complicated than that. Uh, It has to do with what we're actually feeling in our hearts and how that is reflected all the time in our external world. Mm -hmm. Um, And once we really get down into that understanding and start pumping that muscle, right? we start to understand that we can shift things and work them in our favor and think instead of the Lamborghini, maybe I invite people to think, what feeling is that Lamborghini going to give me? Because that's what you're really after.
0: Yeah. It's not the material, of course.
1: No. And we've been indoctrinated by this reductionist materialist uh, view and it's all steeped in a story that is completely false. Hmm. Uh, we believe we buy into this Darwinian theory of evolution that we're meat sacks and we don't matter and it was just an accident that we like somehow mutated into this thing called a human. And not only that that it's competition, not cooperation, that makes the world go round. Well, guess what? That's again asked backwards and upside down. <laughs> and we've got to get it in the right order if we're ever to evolve and save our planet. Hmm. So I guess I started feeling brave about a year and a half ago, like you did recently. (laughs) And I'm so proud of what you're doing. I think it's so awesome and um, really step up and go, hang on. I have a voice, I have a message and I want to say it, you know, you are a hugely powerful soul, a, a human being with infinite power and potential. Don't limit yourself from the self-limiting beliefs. Don't limit yourself from you know, believing you're a victim and all these insecurities that might rule your life. Start to bring your conscious awareness to it. Your consciousness never brings anything to your attention that you're not ready for. And that's why it expands slowly. And so I trust in the natural intelligence of the universe that this is all expanding Mm -hmm. in uh, the time that it's supposed to. Um, But I also think that it's up to each and every one of us to help each other along. Um, And the more we do that, the quicker that we make our way or find our way to that beautiful uh, world that I talked about where unity consciousness reigns and we see the end of polarity because duality as we know it is literally splitting apart. Mm -hmm. We are moving towards a non-dualistic society and that is so exciting. But as that happens, it feels really shit because you get all of your crap emotions that you haven't dealt with yet coming up. And you also, as you become more aware, start to tap into the feelings of the collective. So then you have to go, is this mine? Is this even mine? I don't know. (laughs) So that's when it, you know, can become really kind of interesting. But if you get good at just staying with the feeling, you start to flourish instead of drown in these um, times of change you know, that we're experiencing um, lower magnetic fields on the earth than we have in the past 200 years. And in periods of low magnetic fields, um, humans typically start wars if you look at the history.
2: Really? Um, Oh, my God. It's a period
1: of extreme chaos and division and violence because in low magnetic fields, it magnifies everything. Um, But actually, those with heart-brain coherence, who align their heart with their brain, with their gut. Let's not forget the gut processing center. That's what alignment really is. When you use your breath and you do the inner work and you start to acknowledge your feelings, those with heart-brain coherence start to flourish. So that's why I started this interview by saying, you know, I'm actually experiencing flourishing and an abundance of creativity during this time of chaos Mm. because I continue to do the work. And it is an ongoing process. We're continuously deconstructing our programs, fears, all these uh, conditions put on us by not only society today, but millennia of society, the Darwinian theory that I talked about, um, and also Newtonian physics, right? We could get into this whole conversation about quantum <laughs> bylaw, and that's a whole other thing. Yeah, wow. But are truly creating, co-creating our holographic universe. And I wanna say that with a caveat that that does not mean it doesn't matter and that it's a game. That means that it is you who instills the meaning in this life. And we've been taught by video games and violent movies and everything to devalue life. And it's time to shift that to say, do you know what? This is a precious gift and I'm going to embrace it. And I'm gonna to start today.
0: So pack- packaging this, Let's say if I've got an um I'm gonna use the name Dave, sorry, just cause it's just a very common name. Um just say Dave down the pub or, or my neighbor Dave, um, very traditional man. What can um someone like myself or or anyone that's listening, what what can they do to to help themselves, help themselves to start start shifting um to this more aligned um uh mind heart and, and gut uh as well as then having an, uh, an impact or, or just nudging these other people along
1: you do that without you even knowing it you do that by getting in heart brain coherence yourself and that's again peer-reviewed science you walk into a room if you're in a high vibration you affect everyone else in that room you literally lift their vibration really? so this is easy to see when you look like you walk into a room where a couple's been fighting and you're like You've heard the expression like, oh, I could cut the air with a knife, Mm. right? That exists, and we acknowledge it, right? But we then don't follow through with realizing that that's working for us all the time, whether we know it or not. Mm. So the best way you can help Dave down at the pub is to help yourself. And then you're an agent of emotional contagion. You are an infectious um, little agent of change. And you can literally start beaming out light, right? Because consciousness is light Mm -hmm. all across the universe, everywhere you go. And this is also non-local. So you can even think of Dave down at the pub and you don't even have to interact with him to have an effect on Dave at the pub's reality. (laughs) I used to wonder how I could affect someone at the other end of the world. and And it took me this whole journey to realize it's by affecting myself because that all is a reflection of me um and that's that's where the real change
0: is is that also linked to then quantum entanglement
1: it is essentially entanglement that's exactly what it is yeah
0: because any any particle any particle in me is also in you or can yes. be at the same time. <laughs> Again, I'm not a scientist. Yes. Yeah. Um, we need my... to get
1: away from the particle thing and look at it like a wavelength yeah. thing, yeah, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. And how how we're all affecting everything all the time. And, this, and the universe is the sum total of all of these parts. And the crazy thing is that it actually has to achieve like a zero point or a point of neutrality all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's this beautiful dance of energies that we're a part of, right at any given moment in the now moment in the present moment you hear a lot about that right because that's really all that is um and you know time is just kind of separating ourselves in um individual experiences Mm -hmm. space time and duality but all that is shifting and it's um I think it's really, really important for all of us to take all of those concepts and then ground them and go, well, how can I actually implement this in my life today? So your question was super important because, you know, then maybe you can consciously go to Dave at the pub uh, and go, I want to make an impact on Dave's life. I know Dave's been having a hard time because Dave's getting a divorce. I'm going to ask Dave about himself. I'm going to reach out in that signature where I know because I've been hurt in that same signature and say, guess what? I had a divorce too. And it sucked. Mm. <laughs> and I, and I'm connecting then with Dave from the heart and the heart leaps across the fence. Mm. Miracles happen. Uh, and it really does start with us, you know? And again, I'm not asking anyone to go out and be a saint. <laughs> no. We, we came here to live this life. We came here to have these relationships. We came here to learn and grow. And relationship is the best way we know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're always in relationship with everything. But everything ultimately is a mirror reflecting back your vibration. Yeah. So think about it like that. Because anytime you call someone uh, something bad, right? Oh, you're so selfish. <laughs> I would it's point your finger back at yourself mm. and go, okay where am I being selfish, but even more so, where did I learn that being selfish was bad, right? So I actually see selfish as a good thing. Yeah, of course. And a a lot of my journey was about redefining all of these words. Yeah, (laughs) wow. We need to to be, we need to fill up our own cups Mm. before we can give it to another. That's that's uh, really
0: interesting, because the, um, where we've, on one of the previous episodes, we spoke about um, mind-body mind-body syndrome, where typically you have, um, uh, now it's not exclusively for these types of individuals, but um, it's, it's, uh, I'd say a larger portion of people suffer that um, from mind-body syndrome when they are giving, they're constantly giving, and it means that they're not having time or not being selfish enough with what they're giving, because everyone needs, you need to give to yourself to be able to then give to others um it's yes. one thing I've always said to to in all of my relationships to be honest is like you need to need to love yourself I need to like lo- you need to love yourself or you can love anyone else and I think that's um it's something that is, that for me will always ring true and uh, not just in me from myself but anyone that I speak to I always say you know you need to put yourself first um because no one else will I
1: mean oh my god I'm a huge advocate of that and it's it's also misunderstood hugely in our society it's also the paradox right because we've been talking about giving 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 to heal yourself Mm. but actually you want to be giving to yourself (laughs) so i think it's again that's a constant dance and you you need to learn how to live in this uh, world of polarities and find your way through and i talk about the PowerPoint of paradox where you can hold both polarities at the same time so you can give when you need to, and then save for yourself when you need to. And somehow, some way you reach that zero point, that neutrality, when you start to learn how to do that. Again, this is practice and training. I also wanna point out that when you put a lid on say, anger, which is at like sort of a lower end of the spectrum here, you also put a lid at the other end of the continuum up here, which might be something like passion, right? And so anytime you're cutting off one ebb of the vibrational ladder or the vibrational pie chart you're cutting off the other ebb too and this is where you mm. get anxiety depression flip sides of the same coin that we see manifest everywhere in our society today i mean mental health is at an all-time high we are experiencing a mental health crisis this is a global emotional emergency that's why we're seeing it outpicturing in pandemics an extreme division in environmental crises like we've never seen before mm. and so When we go in and do that work and start to reclaim fragmented aspects of self and start to learn to love ourselves, we then become capable to sometimes, when we know that we have it, give it out to others. And then we also know that we can ask others for help when we need it too.
0: I think also it's it's something that I've been observing, I think... Coming to a new country Obviously I've been here For a while now Nearly four years um, But Leaving a big place Like London Coming to Malta Which is obviously One tenth the size of London It's 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 quite You end up being More observant Because you have to be Because you don't have um, A big group of friends Like like before But um, Also then um, And I think this is one thing And we'll be, uh, this is just my view Be good to get your Your input on this um, And uh, And this isn't just Aimed at men either But one thing I found is that I was observing more, even if I was in a uh, in a bar or in a in a restaurant or a coffee shop, say, with with kind of four, or five other people that I may, you know, I know I'm an acquaintance of, but then I'd always be aware if, say, there is a a new person that's come to the, to a group or a new person in the room, and just kind of try and very subtly open open that um, that group or open that, giving them a segue in in because I think. Um I don't know whether people do it through fear, but you can always see that people just you have clicks that form quite easily um, and uh, I wonder if by being aware that there is a click and trying to open it that that is a is a, an easier or you know one of the first couple of steps you can do to help other people.
1: It so is and I've always loved that about you. I've noticed that you've done that loads of times in the past being out with you you're always going ah and you're bringing in the stragglers right (laughs) and that's definitely what we need to be doing a lot more of is becoming a little bit more aware of our environment using that intuition and going oh my gosh Susie over there in the corner looks not so happy maybe I'm gonna go and introduce myself or you know carry on the conversation or maybe just ask her how she is you know um there's no separation between anything. And so when we really realize that, we can start to break down some of our own insecurities because that's really at the basis of all of those cliques that you're talking about, I think,
2: Mm. is
1: insecurities. And what happens is people feel more secure in groups and cliques, but what you get is that that's formed in the ego. Mm. Again, that goes back to the mind-based mentality, yeah. polarity, where everything's black, white, good, bad, I have to fit in or I'm completely out. Mm. Well, we, we live in the gray and and when we make this journey and start to go, okay, actually it's not so black and white. Maybe I'm a little bit more like Susie in the corner than I thought I was. Maybe my ego doesn't have to take over and and tell me I need to be part of the group. Maybe I can separate And go be that agent of change and bring her in, you know? Mm. Um, so I think definitely I love that you just said that.
0: Ego. Ego (laughs) (laughs) This is an interesting one, ego. Um how how can you identify that ego is making make is calling the shots and and how can you overcome or, or at least try and start i don't know smash it apart sounds terrible but just just um dissecting it a little bit just to to know that it's not in control what, what can you do to do that
1: i would say if you're defensive about something ego's involved if you're judging ego's involved simple wow, okay. um yeah i i think ego stands for edge god out and i use god in a very universal sense source goddess Um, you know universal intelligence Um, but yeah I think that it also is misunderstood and gets a bad rap because if we're running completely on ego which is on overdrive because we're feeling so horribly insecure really which is why the ego has to rise up and protect us no matter what that's the ego's job it's, uh, it's a firewall right and it will shut the gate to anything that will give you pain or cause you pain. That's what it's designed to do. It got us through those childhood years where we were in training, gamma. remember, gamma rays, um, and recording all of this behavior and trying to survive and fit in, right? Because we didn't have the luxury of our adulthood and our our full independence, if you will, um, and maturity to protect us or to do otherwise and nobody teaches us this Mm. nobody teaches us and i think that is absolutely criminal um that that these concepts should be the very concepts that we start out at it's in schools Mm. you know need to know what the ego is and when it is getting on overdrive so that they can catch it and then go into the insecurity feel it through identify the source, you know, get help if they need to and expressing it and allow the conscious flow to completion. But we don't. And we get stuck in the mind and trapped in the ego. And it goes round and round again. And it protects all these personalities that aren't even us. And I think that's frightening because that's how we're manipulated. That's how we're controlled. Mm. Because we're running 95% of the time, Bruce Lipton said, on subconscious programming. And so the ego comes out and, and goes no you know i'm not going to let anything else in and that that prevents us then from true intimacy into me see and that actually ultimately prevents us from having true authentic connections and prevents us from happiness that's why we're all searching for it we don't know where it is well it's right here i've been here all along Mm. um but what i will say is that the ego needs to be right-sized so it's not about getting rid of the ego so just like a bad feeling same process. You want to bring it into the wholeness of who you are, because once you are operating as a whole in full spectrum, and you go, "Okay, ego, thank you very much. I know I need you to have this individuated experience. I know I need you to sometimes protect me and show me when things are coming up that might hurt me, right? Um, but we don't need the default um, mode network in the brain going." Off all the time, putting us in fight or flight, you know, triggering a very overactive ego uh, when we're not actually in a world where like tigers are attacking us anymore, <laughs> you know, or you know, and so so it's being activated by things like what Grandma said 20 years ago, <laughs> and we're still holding on to it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So we've got to get it in check. Yeah. So it is not about casting it out. Ego is bad. It's about right-sizing it and bringing it in the full spectrum of who you are. Then it will start to um, operate and express in a positive polarization rather than a negative, right? If it's separate from you and rejected and operating from programs, it's going to operate against you because guess what? It's expressing negatively. But as soon as you bring it in, acknowledge it because your awareness is love We are made of pure love. That loving awareness is what dissolves the overactive ego, just like it dissolves uh, resentment, Mm. right? And then it can start to operate for us because we don't want to go out in this world with no ego, right? And we don't want to go out in this world with no anger either Mm. or no fear. Fear protects us from getting hit by a bus. Fear (laughs) protects us from getting in a bad relationship like the last one. We're growing through these things, but we need to learn how to be with them and see them as informants from the soul, Mm -hmm. guidance systems that they rightfully are, and birthrights that we have that get all muddled in this mix of program, And that leaves us prey. And I want to go into this with you a little bit, Jamie, because I think that really does leave us vulnerable to manipulation by society, by others. Um, and also then we start to project and blame ourselves and it perpetuates this awful dysfunctional cycle that we see repeating in the world today on every level. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to do that anymore. We can change it right now. How? So, yeah. Where do we start? So, (laughs) where do we start? Well, I would say start feeling the fullness of your feelings. Don't be afraid of it anymore. Uh, really start going, okay, what is it that I'm angry about? What is it that I'm harboring resentments about? Who am I resentful of? Um, Do I have envy? Do I have jealousy? These have all been associated with like the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. So we think it's bad to have all these feelings. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's natural. It's part of the human condition, you know? So if we start to go, okay, I'm going to acknowledge it. And I'm going to bring it into my awareness. I'm going to sit with it. I'm going to meditate on the feeling because that's another thing we do is we try to meditate out of it because you might be on a higher end of the spectrum, right? Uh, So not in the gutter like I was in alcoholism seven and a half years ago, wanting to die, not having a clue about feelings. You could be over here going, yeah, no, I'm really enlightened and I'm just going to meditate my way through life and I'm here in 5D and this is awesome and I love all of that and we need all of that, but... Our job is to come here and be here in our bodies in 3D. And uh, I think we can also take that um, escapism and sort of do that spiritual bypassing thing. And that's also detrimental to our growth Mm -hmm. individually and collectively. Um, And meditation is the key if you learn to use it in conjunction with your feelings and not as as an escape from your feelings. Does that make
0: sense? That's really interesting. So um going down this escapism route. So one of the things obviously I've speak to people about and, and had I've had m- numerous conversations about is um when you um and this is where this is where I want to understand escapism, what, what you mean by it. Um is where say I am having a a really tough week uh and I or a tough day. Um, but I'm going to go. I've decided. Okay, I'm gonna just going. I'm going to go and cook a a meal. that's going to take an hour and a half. So it's a nice long process. But it just means then, whilst doing that, I am escaping my my bad bad day of energy. Let's say, and, and for that hour and a half, I I'm in peace because I'm I'm not thinking about how bad my day's been or whatever whatever happens at, happened at work or my my relationship, whatever. I'm just focused about how i'm going to how this is going to taste how it's going to look and how i'm going to enjoy it so what levels of escapism are healthy and and what you know what is what is not living at all or you know, not experiencing um real life as uh, as as we should
1: yeah great question man um i would say what you just described for me there is mindfulness so whether you know it or not you're using that tool to, to be aware of what you're doing in that moment, despite the bad day, you're cooking and you're thinking about the flavors and you're activating the senses and you can shift it. That is healthy. I would definitely categorize that in the healthy department, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but what is not healthy is that if you were to come home from a bad day and... Um, go, I'm really mad. I'm really, really mad. I don't want to feel mad. I'm going to deny the mad feeling. I'm going to deny the anger and I'm just going to sit here and drink beer or I'm going to binge watch on Netflix or I'm going to cook and I'm going to eat the whole flipping bowl of pasta for four in one <laughs> setting. Mm,
2: can happen. It does happen <laughs> These are just
1: some of the ways yeah. that we do it. You know, I've done it. I've done it loads. Mm. Uh, I still do it sometimes in different ways, not in the form of alcohol. Mm-hmm by the grace of God, you know, because I have a solution for that problem today. But, um, you know, I think it's about catching yourself. And this is where the phrase, know thyself comes in, Mm -hmm. where you start to go, okay, this is a healthy transition of emotion because I've had a bad day and I'm coming home. No, I'm definitely not saying stay stuck in the bad emotion. Not at all. And that's the irony, because as soon as you start to feel it, it shifts, it goes, organically mm. naturally so allow yourself right? to so be angry I'm talking sorry
0: so basically allow yourself to be angry at that time and then and then it evap and then it disperses is that, yes is that
1: definitely mean? and get really um get really good at healthy expressions of anger you know okay some of the working out stuff is good but that can also be taken to an extreme like mm. anything else i mean i went through a period where i was running like half marathons every day <laughs> trying to run away from yeah, myself yeah, well. <laughs> you know and it got to the point where i was screaming in the middle of london like in parks and stuff just because i had so much anger and this was all sort of culminating in the really awful years of what i would call acute alcoholism mm-hmm. um where I just didn't know what to do with myself and I was like crawling out of my skin if I wasn't drinking but I know I shouldn't and I was trying this and that and the other to stay sober and nothing was working and I just felt like life had defeated me and it was over and I was absolutely hopeless and helpless lowest ebb of the vibrational scale Hmm. um and that's where suicidal thoughts come in and that's where you give up on life you know Hmm. and I did but life wasn't ready to give up on me um and that i think is the thing is you know catching it before it gets that low we don't have to suffer that's one of my main messages Mm -hmm. uh you know and we definitely aren't alone we all feel so lonely especially in the western world we tend to 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 separate ourselves and you know obviously lockdown's heightening that (laughs) hugely Mm. and um But it's also an invitation. It's also an invitation to start to put some of what I'm saying into practice because, you know, this is something that we can all do right here, right now, and we can do it in our own ways. So you can make it your own as you learn and grow from it. Um, And your body will tell you because you've got to really learn to trust in your body and your emotions as that navigation system it will tell you if you're taking it to the extreme the other way or not and none of that is bad or good either it's learning and we're here to learn and you know one of my biggest things is like all of my bad experiences and all of the people I've hated the most have been my greatest teachers (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like huge on remaining teachable and that takes a lot of humility I don't know it all (laughs) I don't know anything, actually, and in that way, we can still grow because this is a a continuous process of expansion Mm. and a continuous process of getting to know ourselves on different levels, deeper and deeper, and we can't really make a mistake that way. We can't go off in the wrong direction. We're going to know about it, and we'll rein it back in, right? And part of life is having that experience and we have free will. We can make any choice we want to. But I guess what I'm trying to say is that you can make the choice to have a really positive life experience or you can make the choice to have a really shit life experience. Our emotions and our sentience is the key to all of that. It can take us to heaven or it can take us to hell. Mm -hmm. Which way do you want to go? Yeah.
2: Wow.
0: I think the important thing as well is just to make sure you are living your life. I, I see my one concern or fear now is that, um, and you may, you'll, you'll be able to actually shed some light on this because you're, you've you got young, how how young are the girls?
1: Well, they're almost 10 and 12. Next 10, week 12. is birthday week. Oof, wow. Yikes. <laughs> I know. Time flies when you're having fun. Let me tell you.
0: So now uh, obviously I'm aware of things like TikTok obviously Instagram you know you, the usual are out there but with um with the likes of TikTok and now Instagram and there's probably there'll probably be an ont- uh, a plethora of of um platforms that are continually built to grab the attention through video or you know we're going to have um virtual reality soon which is going to really um uh What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, really going to engulf them um, in in experiences that aren't real. Is that a concern? Is is that is that a challenge um, on on the horizon to, to to this sentient way of of living?
1: Yeah, I do think it is. I do think all those distractions and temptations are anti-sentient again because they're taking us away from ourselves mm. and. I'm glad you brought that up. You're asking so many awesome questions. You're doing a Just really good job. as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, because I know, because I, I, I've done it so many times in the past year and a half, especially interviewing is hard. It's an art in itself. Um, oh, it's about conscious parenting. So when we talk about programs and when we become aware of the programs that we've been indoctrinated with, we can then start to look at our children And the children we have influence over if we don't have children. And this extends out to people who don't have children, but might have other things that they are supposed to um, parent, if you will, projects, Mm -hmm. pets, um, businesses, uh, initiatives, you know, you name it. We're supposed to bring our conscious awareness to it. So conscious parenting means, okay, how about engaging more? With my children and giving them my full attention, because your undivided attention is invaluable. Mm. All of this consciousness stuff is really about focusing your attention. um So you know that makes means eye contact. I bend down on their level. Well, I don't really have to bend down on, anymore, <laughs> <laughs> but I used to. You wouldn't believe when you see them next, Jamie. They're oh, really? like wow. getting so big. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, hopefully that will be sooner rather than later when we yeah. come visit you in Malta. Exactly. Um, But really, it's about also, you know, taking the role of mother and seeing it differently. My girls are aware of all of this stuff that I'm telling you today because I've raised them since the ages of two and four when I got sober Mm -hmm. like this. Um, And so they choose not to engage in TikTok. I don't have to make that decision for them. Uh, that's not something they want to do. They like being outside. They like using their imaginations. Yeah. They like creating and, and doing art and baking and these things. Yeah. Okay, we have iPads and sometimes they get on YouTube but they watch craft videos and things like this. They're Look, I'm blessed with beautiful girls who are pretty good but I also know that a lot of that is a byproduct of conscious parenting mm-hmm. that I've adopted and worked with. I'm definitely not perfect at it. Far from it. But <laughs> I am using in our daily lives and it makes a huge impact on them and also you know i've healed a lot of those un- unresolved traumas those unprocessed emotions and those unhealed wounds and um so the next generation is coming in with less of that um of course this is different per family because you know. Part of this is that ancestral programming that mm-hmm. I talked about that comes down your family line which is just an energetic pattern but as soon as we bring our conscious awareness to it we can change it because that activates at the level of DNA so our emotions and our sentience turns on and off genes literally peer reviewed science I mean that to me is a game changer there's mm-hmm. no alcoholic gene it's an activation of consciousness
0: yeah and and it's the it's the environment, isn't it the environment they're around i, I remember yes. I wish I can remember this study I, I read about twins they were separated, and one was in a quite a toxic um i think they moved around foster care uh, numerous time uh, times and and the other was was uh, in a stable home, and the other one got really ill um I think they had cancer and 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 a number of um diseases or illnesses. But the other one was fine and they're genetically the same but it's just the environments and the the harmony around them or, or lack of harmony which which shows that the which which leads to what you were saying in the first place about the frequency or the um, the the vibrations around you can have that impact internally or, or other way around as well so
1: yeah the field absolutely the field, the field is affecting us and we are affecting the field every second of every day. Mm. And that's huge. Right. So what I'd like to ask is like, what are you feeding the field mm. right now? Because that's having an impact on your kids or your, your partner or your parents, or your coworkers, everybody. It is a, a ripple effect, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, so true what you're talking about and you see it a lot with um studies like that that show children who've been neglected neglect is actually more damaging neglect is more damaging say it really clearly neglect is more damaging than abuse physical abuse because you feel like you're worthless you're nothing and that's the lowest ebb right there and there was a study done in the like 1920s at an orphanage in somewhere in eastern Europe I think it was you know, where babies would get sick and die if they weren't touched and loved right even though they were fed the same as other babies so this is not rocket science us humans need connection and belonging more than we need water practically I mean you know I'm saying that sort of metaphorically but you get my drift mm. we need it More than anything. And the one thing we cannot stand, and you said it earlier, is being left out. You know? So when somebody feels like they're not part of a group or not part of their family or they're the black sheep or, you know, not part of society, not part of the community, they don't belong. That's when you start to see mental illness really manifest. Mm. Um, And that's where the work is. And we've got a lot of work to do um, in building up our communities in reaching out from the heart and being role models uh, in our own authenticity, being not afraid to share our stories. Um, and really also in understanding this concept of self-regulation, which I think is really important and it's like, oh my God, that sounds so boring. Shoot me now. I want to kind of glamorize all of this stuff because self regulation is really talking about the appropriate, accurate, vibrationally resonant management of your emotions. Um, And that is the gateway to higher levels of consciousness. So once we can do that, you take that feeling, you shift it, you're literally moving up the vibrational ladder. And when you do that, you're experiencing another dimension. And that's where you start to hear all this stuff about 3D, forty five d 5D, Ascension, that fight, buzzwords, right, mm. that, that um, are flying about right now. Um, and, and they're real because this is actually about attaining higher levels of energy, harnessing them and using them to co-create a more compassionate humanity. <laughs>
0: it's just something just going, we
1: need to be doing. Yeah, it's something amazing. we need to be doing that we're not doing, right?
0: Yeah, this is I'm real Yeah, this is really, really really, really good. Um So I wanna talk a little bit about religion. If you don't mind. Just um just something I, I watched this week. Um uh, and it kind of links to and uh, I'm gonna use the Catholic Church because just because I was I was raised a, as a Catholic and, and uh, it's not picking that out um, specifically it's just I just want to talk about religion but let's just use that as an example um, and and uh, and it goes to the kind of the feelings and the connecting with other people um, and what I've been reading or watching about is is about how sex is um, you know you, porn is prevalent um, overly accessible you could say and it means then that people are gratifying themselves just just to do it because they're bored because because you know they're they're feeling impulsive for that that minute or so whatever um and the church has always kind of said or or, or religion has always said you know no you can't you know or or always kind of uh, suppressed the sexual side of of being is that something you know is that linked is this kind of uh it's kind of could you say the sexual urges uh as opposed to you know if you go back to the greek the the um uh ancient e- egyptian times or the even the greek era you know there are all i'm not saying we should be doing orgies and stuff anyway but you know there were lots of it was, it was a lot more it was free and open spirited sex um where now it seems quite Um, you know if you see porn now it's very like hard there's no love to it it's really like a transaction has has religion had an effect on that do you think or is that just some another form of control that's allowing us or taking us off off the path to to feel how we should be
1: that's an interesting question i'm glad you brought up religion and all of its manifestations Like anything, we can take it and use it to our advantage, or we can take it and use it against ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we've fought wars over religions for millennia Mm. because we all think that our perspective is right. And what I see is that everybody's perspective is right from their experience, Mm. right, (laughs) from their lens. And so there's infinite truths. That's why we're all here to experience. So it's why I keep banging on about sort of compassion and empathy because I think we need to be a whole lot more accepting that there's more truths to be held than just ours. And maybe um, Bob over here is a Catholic and that works for him. Mm -hmm. But Susie over here is, uh, you know, a Hindu and that's her thing. And then you have Joe, who's an atheist, agnostic, whatever, and he doesn't believe in anything. And We want to start to really encompass all of that is okay. We're here because we have different karma. We're here because we have different paths. We're here because we're different individuated experience. Having this um, holographic reality reflected back to us all the time so that we can grow. So when you resist anything, Catholic Church, it's going to... Persist and it's usually going to outpicture in some kind of distortion. So, Catholicism has obviously been in the press for a while now mm-hmm. because of all of the horrific things that are coming out um, about pedophilia and things like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that has to be named, like everything. Enlightenment means to be in knowledge of, right? So we have to bring our awareness to all the atrocities that are happening in the world. We mm-hmm. cannot be an ostrich and put our head in the sand yeah. anymore. We can't pretend it's not happening. And we can't be enlightened and go up to 5D and just think, I'm going to transcend all of that because it's a bit yucky. <laughs> no, we have to bear witness to the pain and suffering of those children. And that goes deep because there's a lot of stuff going on in that area. We don't have to go there. But I know the truthers who listen to this will know. It's not good and it's real. And so what we need to do is really bring that into open awareness so that the distortion stops. It is not the Catholic church at all. It's a beautiful thing. It's a negatively polarized expression of that particular section of religion because there has been suppression in it, right? So it goes back to the same thing, integration. Integration, integration. Mm. I'm going to say it like a mantra. <laughs> That's the key to wellness. Um, and we don't have to experience that extreme suffering anymore. You know, people don't have to go through these horrific life experiences anymore because we can resolve them. We can do this now. We can do this in this instant. You know, we don't have to wait. And there's so much suffering still out there. Um, so we all need to really name it because i'll i'll sort of go off in another tangent about the religious thing as yeah, well i used to hate religion i grew up in the bible belt i'm from springfield missouri oh
2: yeah that's right
1: yeah, missouri oh i just <laughs> saw like baptists uh, oh, no offense to again i'm yeah. i'm judging this is the old me <laughs> <laughs> you know um sort of in super churches and all these things and i and to me I I didn't feel a part of that. I didn't understand it. It didn't feel like it resonated with me. And so I completely threw the baby out with the bathwater and saw all religions are bad, they're uncool. And that's kind of the general attitude around it really. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I hated the word God. My mom kind of made me go to some church sometimes. My dad was a complete atheist. So I was getting this sort of contrasting thing going on where, you know, People who don't believe in our version of the Bible are going to go to hell. And I'm like, but my dad doesn't believe in it. My dad's like the (laughs) nicest person I know, and I love him. (laughs) So what's that all about? So uh, lots of people have had their own experience with it. So I had to find my way to opening my heart to explore religions lovingly. This has been part of my spiritual expedition. And take what works for me and look for the common threads amongst all of them. You know, treat thy neighbors. You would treat thyself. Proceed in a loving manner. Mm. Um, you know, basically, don't be an asshole.
0: It's <laughs> really I mean, true. It yeah, right? that's the uh, going to a Catholic school. I think that's the um, the one thing I do take is that. Okay, it, it has. I can't. I can't say it's installed the right morals in me because I think my 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 parents, my mum, would and my family would have done that anyway, but perhaps. For those that don't have a, a solid grounding around them, maybe it is it is good to just have those morals. Um, I don't want to say drummed into them either, because it sounds like the wrong wrong thing to say. But it kind of is it does at times it w- would feel like that is kind of being drummed into you, um, which again just doesn't f- necessarily fit with me anymore as an individual. So yeah, I'm I'm still uh, I'm, I'm still battling with obviously being in Malta. It's very very um, very Catholic. Uh, which again, I have no problem with whatsoever for other people. It just, for me, um, I just find it hard to um, adhere to uh, a church that is extremely rich, um, yet there is there's so much poverty in the world. Now, this is not just on, on you know, it's not just the, the church it, that is uh, a rich religion, but, you know, um, yeah, it's just a personal thing for me at the moment. But again,
2: I have no judgment on other
1: people. Oh my God. And this is, you know, it gets such a bad rap. And like I said, I've done my fair bit of judging and I think a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people judge other religions from the, from the angle or the lens of their own religion. And, you know, you see all this infighting, I'm right, you're wrong. I have to prove I'm right. And actually we can all be right. But what underpins it is faith. Faith is so incredibly crucial To this whole consciousness thing that i'm talking about because what you do then is is make your own religion you can (laughs) totally cherry pick or not just use the whole language of science i mean that's basically the new mystical language anyway and that's why i incorporate it so much in how i um, engage with clients but also in the film and in my life because it helps me believe, and there's new outrageous science I keep sort of referencing that's proving all of this stuff. Make science your religion, but don't let anything limit you from continuing to um, break the glass ceiling. Mm-hmm. You know how well do you want it to be? I mean, we we tend to imprison ourselves in our own belief structures and paradigms. And sometimes we can outgrow religions, just like we can outgrow relationships, just like we can outgrow jobs and places, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really key point is to know that you're allowed to outgrow something that used to serve you. And once again, it comes back to the feeling. What feeling do you get when you go to church? What feeling do you get when you're told you have to go to church or you have to do it this way? And if it's not a positive feeling that warms your heart and lifts you up, listen to that and go, hmm, maybe I want to try it a little differently. Maybe I can worship in a different way that is is working for me because I am a huge believer in devotional living. It saves my life on a daily basis. I have my own way of doing that. It would not work for you because, <laughs> like, Jamie, I'm Kristen. <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, okay, I understand saying.
1: So- Yeah. So, I mean, and I think also there's a really important distinction to make that prayer and meditation isn't really something that we just do every once in a while. And then we go out and like, we can do whatever we want and, you know, and we sort of excuse our bad behavior. Mm. And we, a lot of people use religion to do that. It's actually feeling is prayer and you're doing it all the time. I would say meditation is kind of channeling your highest self when we're in constant contact with your highest self. This future version of us who's lived through all these hardships, who loves us unconditionally and always wants the best for us. And that's been one of the greatest gifts of my journey to reveal my own sentience, is to really develop that connection. Um, You can call it guides, you can call it whatever you want the Polaris light (laughs) you can call it a milkshake I don't care (laughs) but we all have it and it's exquisitely designed for us and it's accessible through our feelings Mm. and that is available to everybody and we can be using it right now
0: wow this has been absolutely amazing um so um I've got so many more questions. I'm just thinking. Okay, just wait for next time, Jamie. Um, oh, so- <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. up on time. I do.
1: Can I say one thing about of mass course. meditation because it's so important? Yes. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. yeah so of course. I've been talking about the amplification. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I've been talking about the amplification effect of groups and the amplification effect of heart brain harmony. Mm-hmm. When you get into that coherent state and you're in alignment, right, and you're manifesting more quickly, that's your incentive because it happens. Mm -hmm. Trust me, it's real. Um, But that can also be really amplified in groups and non-local mass meditations. So I've been working with and filming. I've had the privilege to follow MOM. It's an organization based here in the UK that is um, uh, setting up groups of – mass mindfulness, basically mass meditation groups periodically throughout the year. Was it you called? can join all over the world, anywhere that you are. You can make your own mom. You can have your own mom with yourself. Okay. But you join in at that time and you send out that coherence of peace or that um, that intention of peace or coherence or whatever it is that you want to beam out to the world. And usually there's a mom focus. Sometimes it's mental health week and they'll get involved in that depending nice. on, on what's going on. Um, and what the sort of mom intent is. And that amplifies all of that energy and we can really start to see a massive impact in our world. And I'm a huge believer in mass meditation. I think we should all be getting out there and getting involved in our own ways. It can be a mom, it can be a power of eight group. Lynn McTaggart does those. It can, um, you know, it can be um, I think Disclosure Fest does some. Get involved, get on Twitter, start your own. You know there, there was actually this a, is how we a study the world. wasn't
0: there? there was a study there was a there was a mass meditation that was done was it about seven thousand people something um I don't know yeah. the number exactly and it had um an incredible effect on the level of terrorism around the world right is that correct
1: it's true it, it was the transcendental meditation Institute I think and it that's the Maharishi effect right that one percent can affect the whole entire World, the the other eight billion of us, you know, mm. wow, one percent of us can affect everyone else. Yeah, that's massive. That's huge. We've not had this awareness before, mm. and that allows us to know that it's true, and then we start to see how we can really catalyze great change in a short amount of time. And um, you hear people talk about like the event, like is there going to be a mass event? I think the event is here. I think anything can happen. I think we can co-create a glorious event. Mm. I don't think that we're facing destruction at all. I think we're in the middle of of a massive shift and it's all working in our favor. So what I see is us cleaning up trauma, using the power of mass meditation to amplify and raise the vibration of our collective consciousness. Mm -hmm. And I then see us able to basically reach that tipping point and research is showing it's not so much how much of us anymore it's actually the quality of coherence that a small amount of us can actually hold mm. that can literally shift everything and that is huge and i'm also involved with HeartMath institute they're based in california they they again they're starting to, they're in all countries now including the uk and uh HeartMath is brilliant because they have been just churning out, you know, peer-reviewed science and study one after the other. They've got over 300, probably the count is now closer to 400, um, studies on on this type of thing. But they have magnetometers all over the world, and this is in the film, where um, they're measuring the resonant frequencies of Earth, right? And they're starting to prove that we have an effect on the resonant frequencies of earth and that when we get together in global mass meditations, those frequencies become more coherent. And it's really interesting that the heart brain frequencies is 0.1 Hertz when the heart and the brain is coherent. And that's that first undulating wave of, of the earth's electromagnetic fields. So that's healing when we can harmonize with that. Mm. It's all vibrational. And the science is amazing. And you know, it's it's really up to each and every one of us to start embracing it and incorporating it in our own lives. And you can call that religion or you can call that spirituality or you can just call that living. Mm. <laughs> and like you said, doing life because this is supposed to be fun. This is not <laughs> the long hard road. Yeah. Let's take the lift. You don't have to climb the mountain and, and, you know, get there together. And
0: typically if you're enjoying things, you are, you are giving off a bit of energy anyway. So I think, I think yeah. that's important to be like, you know, I think even when, um, uh, I've did, when I've, I've been doing some yoga at home, obviously, cause I can't do it anywhere else and, um, having to use uh, a channel on YouTube and the, the instructor will put you in some really difficult poses, but then she'll say, and smile now smile and it will feel better. And it does, <laughs> because you're not you're not straining as much, and then you you kind of like you immediately feel like a this energy, this smiling energy. It's really it's an odd it's an odd uh, concept. Um, I've even done it when I was uh, I was going for a run, and there's this brutal hill. And the first time I did it, I just I, I barely made it up there. But then the second time, after hearing this, I thought okay, I'm going to try smiling up this hill. I probably look like an idiot to anyone I was running past. I was smiling as i was running up this brutal hill and i got through it and then carried on running it and didn't stop this time and just felt almost lighter almost felt like i was running on my toes as i was doing it so um i think yeah it goes to your point is that you know we should be enjoying everything we're doing even even the things that are hard
1: joy is the way through i mean literally follow that compass point right if you think of sentience as a compass like Joy is is the one that you want to follow and just go with and smile your way through it because that sends all those chemicals going right mm-hmm. all across your body, the good chemicals like dopamine mm-hmm. and serotonin and oxytocin, the really wonderful feeling chemicals that we seek all the time and substances and perhaps like not so nice behaviors that we can get inside mm-hmm. all the time. Um, I think that is so key. We sometimes cut ourselves off from that true connection. Um, you also, for some reason, your, your, uh, comments about porn came back into my head just now,
2: <laughs> because oh, yeah. that is yeah.
1: another way that we're dividing ourselves against ourselves. And it's just blocking us from having that true intimacy and that true connection, right? Sex is a beautiful, incredible connecting Act an orgasm is like the highest form of energetic energy, expression. Yeah. That can all be used in our favor. I don't know if you've heard of onking. Look it up.
2: <laughs> onking.
1: But you know this is all part of tantra. Oh, like an ank. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, okay, yeah. Like in the Egyptian yeah. ank. Is- yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: You yeah. can use your orgasmic energy to come back to you, and you know some people say, and we're looking back at the indigenous cultures and starting to see maybe they did live a lot longer and maybe it's because they were doing these practices and they understood how we needed to be resonant with the earth. They understood the heart-brain harmony. They were they were aligned with the cosmos. You know? And uh, in that way, I think once again, you know, it's been here all along. I think the awakening is a lot more of a remembrance of who we really are mm. um, as opposed to sort of going somewhere we've never been before it's peeling back the layers and that's why I love the word deconstruction because mm. it says it like nothing else does it's just we've built up all these barriers and it's such a, an accurate word because it's it's about removing the barriers you're deconstructing it and then you're redefining it which is another I think aspect of deconstruction so that you can learn the constructive elements of building a life beyond beyond your wildest dream. Mm. That's what it's all about. Follow your own joy, follow your own passion. That's your highest self giving you those threads. And I would also say, look out for the messages. Your path is littered with messages every moment of every day from your highest self, you know, from the universe trying to help you. It's not against you. It's for you. It's been that way all along. Um, so once you start sort of shifting your perspective, opening your eyes and opening your heart, you can just tap your heart and just close your eyes and feel it to start to access that heart coherence. It's simple. It's mm. a way more simple than we think. We overcomplicate things.
0: Wow. So it must've been a, an incredible, well, almost two years in build buildup to, to making these films.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I kind of, honestly, Jamie, I feel like I'm kind of going, ugh, (laughs) because they've meant so much to me. I've poured my heart out to these films more than I've done anything in my entire life. They've even felt more important than my children, and I don't know if that might sound really weird. It's just my honest truth. Mm. I'm going to be vulnerable here Mm. and say um, it has been this crazy drive to get this out almost an, obs- I mean, more than an obsession. I've like, I mean, it's come in my relationship a lot, you know, who my partner, Chris East, is working on the film with me and has made the film possible because he is such a genius at technology <laughs> and wonderful behind the camera and has supported me all the way, but we've had major ding-dongs because it's brought all this stuff up. You know how they say like to to, master something teach it Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I would say doing a documentary on something is like even a step beyond that (laughs) you know because I've been teaching this stuff for years now and I love that that's my comfort zone Mm. my one-on-ones with people I feel like I'm in one with you right now because I lock into your energy and I feel it through I used to think why am I not psychic because I'm not getting all these like I don't hear anything or I don't Mm. see see things I'm a feeler I'm clairsentient that's my gift and it's, everyone has their own way yeah. of translating this universal energy, the field, which is always giving us information. Um, so this year and a half going on two years now has been massively triggering. Um, and it, it, but it's, it's coming together now, Jamie, and it, like literally just in the past couple of days. And I'm like, so relieved. I can't even tell you, I feel like I've birthed Something massive.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and like, you know, it, the baby's just come yeah. out and it's like, oh, <laughs> and it's bloody, and I'm like sweating, <laughs> and you know, everything's gone to hell. But actually, this beautiful thing's come out in the process. It mm. is what I wanted it to be. Um, And I've had a battle in like how to get it out there because I don't want it to get buried, but I believe really strongly in energy philanthropy. Mm -hmm. Um, What I mean by that is giving from the heart without condition. So the way that I do my private practice is I only do donations and I help everybody, anybody who comes to me, I will help them. Um, But I can't, I don't pay, I don't ask for a fee or anything like that. Mm -hmm. No one pays. So I want to be the change that I want to see in the world and I want to see us transcend this fake fiat financial system. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm in the position to where I can just about make that work most of the time, and, you know? And so I want to do the same thing with how I do this film. So I'm not gonna do the conventional distribution route. Okay. I'm, uh, you know, Chris and I have decided we're going, they put it out on YouTube, I don't want to waste time. It's needed. It's needed. Now it's carrying such a valuable message of hope and inspiration. And it also has, it provides so much clarity on a lot of these concepts that people don't understand, or maybe misinterpret Mm. and, and then implement in their lives in ways that aren't beneficial because they don't really know what they're doing fully. So I hope that it, it, it can get out there soon so we're going to just put it out there on youtube so we're relying on everybody who hears about this and who believes in the message of sentient intelligence and heart iq and growing this all into like these mass meditation events that we can all get involved in in our own ways in our own communities please share it help it go viral help us spread the message of hope it's what it's all about at the end of the day and I think if you start to incorporate some of that philosophy into your life, you'll see it come back to you tenfold because whatever we put out, we get mm, back. Exactly. And that's happening all the time. And um, yeah, so I really, really appreciate the opportunity to sit here with you and talk oh, about get, it.
0: It's, this is just like how we would normally catch up over dinner. Normally, just, um, I know. Well, our partners would be there just trying to distract us from talking. So this is uh this has been great to have your uh undivided attention for so long as well. So I really really appreciate really appreciate it. And um it's just there's this is such a um an information overload as well like going wow, I'm going I'm going I'm going to walk out of this and be like oh I forgot about that question. I forgot about I should have asked that. So there's going to be so many things that that are going to come up after which I will probably have to just message you about um but <laughs> even then once i see the, the the movies and um the films and and there's going to be so much more so are you going to you mentioned obviously you just want to get the information out there Will you set up a patreon page or something where people can donate or just so so then you can you can essentially go and do more of this because it's it's clearly needed yeah. um i've not if i'm totally honest i'm not just saying this because you're my friend i'm not spoken to anyone that is talking like this uh, i mean i've seen a few things on youtube or guy tv and things but not to the to the level of passion and um the 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 level of uh, it's almost the balance you've got a really nice balance of you know you can back it up with some of the science with science as well as this kind of feeling sentient side of things um so it's it's just it's unreal it's really um yeah i, I can't uh, I can't even fathom the words really. They explain like what, what what this is kind of making me feel at the moment. Um, other than excited oh, and, and uh, you know, wanting to make sure that we pump this out as as, as far as we can and make sure that, you know, um, just the regular person is, is kind of picking things up. And I think that's where we align really. Yes. We're just trying to, you know, we want, it's not for, we don't do things for profit. It's more just this needs to happen.
1: Absolutely. We're joining in our co-creative, potential right now to further amplify this message and you know you're seeing these connections happening more and more i'm certainly experiencing them and um you're like when you started this i was like yes go jamie i'm the <laughs> biggest fan because we all have our own purpose and that's so important to own and and acknowledge mm. we each each and every one of us has a unique mission a reason why we're here and that evolves of course and we become more and more aware of it and how we're supposed to do it and that's you know again how we navigate our way through life but what you said about the science is it i needed the science to help me believe and so many of us do and science is kind of beating its head against the ceiling as well because that's dependent on the consciousness of the scientists
0: yeah well and, and to <laughs> it's be it's all about
1: you... the observer exactly you know mm-hmm.
0: And you can even look back, um, if you look at, um obviously quantum physics, uh, you know, some some of the theories that Einstein has come up with is now are now being questioned. So it's kind of like say it's the consciousness um, and understanding um, of the scientists. If that evolves or continues to improve, then surely that's gonna have a, a knock on effect to everything else. Because it, it, I, I just see science as the, you have the people that will believe in this and they'll just pick up on this energy. But then you have the, you know, the regular individual who be like, um, mm, you know, or sometimes they, they, they say the ones with a high IQ. They're just not they're not they're not they don't naturally channel into this and they, they always want science or literature to back it up. So I think that's where that really, really helps, because then once you start swaying those individuals or groups of people, then then it's just a, an avalanche after that.
1: It really is, and I I buy into the concept of like attraction, not promotion. We don't need to go like Bible bashing <laughs> all this stuff on people God, who don't yeah. want to hear it. <laughs> let them, let them. You know, we have free will, and we've got to respect that. But the more you live it in your life, the more that emotional contagion will start to totally spread out like an infection, but in a good way, you know. And it is all about giving from the heart without condition. That's what you're doing. That's what you're doing with your whole initiative and few. And I think it's awesome. I'm also giving from the heart without condition with how I'm, I'm deciding to live my life, to you know roll out this film. And I think in that way, we are transcending all of these old limitations, all of these old societal beliefs, right? And we're able to then really ramp it up because we've got to really up our game if we're going to do this here. And the time is now, you know? So I don't want to like be like some kind of, you know, alarmist or anything, but come on people, (laughs) we're harming the planet. We don't have to suffer anymore. Let's do it. Let's do it now because I do believe we've already made ourselves to Ascension. I do believe we're dreaming our way, how we got there, you know, and we can make that difficult and we can learn through pain and crisis, right? And we can reach that kind of, I kind of liken it in the film to a self-induced rock bottom collectively. Bruce Lipton talks about humanity having um, autoimmune disease, self-destruction, You see it everywhere. The body attacking itself. Humanity is attacking itself. Mm. Right. So I'm naming it so we can change it because we can't change what we don't own. And then we can go into that new way of being. When you hear people talk about 5d, that's what it's about. Right. Uh, And there's a lot to change. So you asked about donations. I wanted to just say only if people want to give from the heart without condition. Um, If you want to, you can go to the website, www.deconstructingsentience.com. All of the donations that we get are going to go to promoting this message, this film and the follow-on film, the sequel film, which um, hopefully will come. This one's we're going to release fall 2020. Um, And the second film, uh, Simplifying Ascension, will come out probably by Christmas, if not early next year. And then we're just going to carry on doing... You know the real investigative work, mm-hmm. um, because the mainstream media is failing miserably, <laughs> and as a former part of it, I can say that.
0: Oh, I see. Um, okay, investigating that side, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah. Why aren't people investigating our feelings, which affect us more than anything? For one, that's why this was my first subject mm. of choice, but I have others we have pressing issues that are anti sentient, mm. right? AI. 5g vaccines i know we don't want to go in there because we'll get banned and stuff if we do but i'm just saying there's there's a lot of things that are uh threatening to our sentience i think we have a gift as co-creators and we need to start stepping up and using it to save our world
0: there are um the good things now i've seen in the press actually um it's very minute but there are some studies that are now being released into the press at least around things like um psilocybin psilocybin um in mushrooms obviously that's now being linked to getting people off antidepressants because it makes you feel more well, obviously antidepressants it just stops you feeling just to, like say chops the ends off um yep. uh, i've even had a friend that um used uh, mdma um, i I'm not saying everyone should jump on the drugs by the way, but it just it's just kind of things that we've been looking at as well that there are natural remedies or or drugs out there that also allow you to overcome this trauma uh, or or um or depressions and um, that can that can just get you over the bump so then you can then start um, start facing it more effectively so there are kind of studies you know. that, that are now being released but um it's it's not enough
1: yeah Oh, yeah. I think the whole field of psychedelics is super interesting. It's providing so many different facets and ways that people can go on these vision quests and uh, you know different internal journeys because they're ways of expanding the consciousness, Mm -hmm. right? And so I'm definitely more pro-consciousness expanding drugs than I am, obviously, consciousness limiting drugs, such as alcohol, Mm -hmm. for one, that's obviously like completely normalized and actually pushed in our society all the time mm-hmm. but i'll get off my soapbox on that one <laughs>
2: <for now>. hey, <laughs> but, I'm, I'm gonna yeah, have a beard after this so. I
1: mean, I ayahuasca you know it's yeah, yeah. huge now and it really appeals to especially that younger demographic mm-hmm. oh my god I mean, look at me i'm saying younger demographic <laughs> um you still yeah, look 21 it, it, don't worry <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> I do my best, Jamie. Um, no, I mean, I think it's really important that that is resonating with so many people mm. and it's actually really helping. I would also make the point to counterbalance all of that, that there is a ritual and a ceremonial aspect to it that can sometimes be disregarded as it gets more mass marketed and commercialized. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we need exactly. to really pay homage and respect to that because that's, that's where the, the solution really is is making it sustainable. So many people think it's a quick fix and a lot of people go out there and get stuck and then they don't know how to find their way back. Um, So you have to do it wisely and you have to feel, again, feel it through what's resonating with you. Does it feel right to go? Is it proper shaman who's conducting the ceremony? And what's the aftercare, you know? And and really is it, this is like a, a really something to keep in your back pocket for any decision you make is this a love-based decision or is this a fear-based decision? Am I moving towards love or am I moving towards fear? Interesting. That's what it's all about at the end of the day. Yeah. But I've got to make the point as well on that note, we have all these chemicals in our body. We don't need anything external to activate them. DMT mm. is right here, yeah, that's true. your third eye, mm-hmm. your pineal gland, and it's activated through levels of consciousness. Yeah. So the, that's why the feelings are the gateway once again. And we like to disregard them because we want the quick fix, the more glamorous approach, the easier, softer way. And actually I'm here as an advocate of sentience and I'm going to bang on about it for the rest of my life <laughs> in hopes that it catches on a bit and people yeah. start really understanding what I mean. And it doesn't mean that ayahuasca and psychedelics and you know microdosing and psilocybin, and DMT and all that stuff is bad. Not at all. It's there again for us but we need to find more emotionally intelligent ways of using all of these tools. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where developing the spirituality comes in. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's really about knowing what resonates us with us and, and using that to be in the right place for our life at this time. Right. Cause that's what it's really about. I think, mm-hmm. um, is about, using all of these tools and actually your vibrational output which is reflected back to you all the time and all those messages that are littering your path to enhance your life and your sentient experience in this body right now
0: (laughs) and this has been even better than i thought it would be and so oh, I, uh, it's been, been amazing really,
1: really- <laughs> like, you know super motivated soul i'm so um i'm so inspired by like the future for you and for me because there's a lot more of this to come as more of us come together and mm-hmm. co-create and i hope that this inspires more people to go do you know what i can dust off my camera if that's your thing, or I can um, start singing, if that's your thing, or maybe I can pick up that paintbrush, or maybe I can just go talk to the neighbor, Mm -hmm. but do it from the heart and be a little bit more vulnerable in that process. All of these things are ways that we raise our vibration, right? And all of these things are available, you know? And uh, and we all have our own unique way of doing that. And that, that individuality is what we came here to do and to express and and we were meant to make our own impact in the field and source and all that is in that way it needs us to complete it otherwise we wouldn't be here Hmm. so we're absolutely magnificent and powerful beings, but we forgot and it's beyond time to remember
0: I agree and just to then wrap up. So, you mentioned obviously um, if people, for people to keep something in their back pocket, a
2: decision.
1: Okay.
0: So what would they? Yeah. You know, so what's the takeaway um, decision that they, if, if they, if they're in, if they're unsure on, on something,
1: what, what, okay. what Should they keep in I like their back it. Pocket? Sentience is a compass. Yeah. Sentience is this way in which you use your consciousness and your emotional body and your vibrational input slash output. Right. Mm -hmm. And in the field and you become aware of all of it. And you look at the vibrational ladder and this way is love. And this way is fear. And you use your sentience as an intelligent GPS designed for you with precision accuracy to move towards love and away from fear all the time and that's the deciding factor is this a love-based decision or is this a fear-based decision am i moving towards love or am i moving towards fear right am i trying to avoid that because actually i don't want to do it and that's fear or actually is this expansive but i'm afraid because that's part of my excitement because sometimes fear can be a part of your excitement in which case i need to motivate and use love to get through the fear and integrate the fear in order to then reach that higher level of consciousness, you know, get out there and, and do that project. I mean, there I can't believe that, um, you know, I've managed to pull this off to the degree that I have because I have had so many moments where I didn't think it was going to happen. And I had so many moments where I didn't believe in myself. Yeah. But I used that power of the heart and that power of like, all right, I'm going to move to love and feel through the fear, right? Because I know some of this is paradoxical. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do that and, and I found my way at this higher level by just being able to stay with myself through that process.
0: And if people want to, so the website, no, the website again is,
1: yeah, uh, Deconstructingsentience.com. dot com.
0: Okay, and and if um, they, so, so and uh,
1: we're on YouTube as well. There's mm-hmm. a teaser on the YouTube. We'll put an official trailer up yeah. soon, but there's at least something to give you a little taster good. for what's to come. Um, and that's YouTube slash deconstructingsentience. Yeah, I'll put the links <laughs> so in the you, um, description. Yeah. That's good.
0: And if um, if people want to reach out to you specifically um how are they are you happy for them to do that or how are they able yeah. to do that so? find,
1: you can find me bespoke counseling uh dot net mm-hmm. or the dot net um so those are my two kind of uh, private practice uh platforms if you will um obviously my conscious focus has been a lot on the film but i do still see clients because the one-on-one work is is like the engine that fuels my soul mm-hmm. i i really believe that to keep it we have to Uh, give it away and what I mean is you know uh, I I feel that my life was saved that day that I talked about Mm -hmm. when I ended up in the hospital beginning of the interview Um, and when I heard that voice I really did go I choose life that day and when I did that I meant it (laughs) and I really have ever since worked really hard at myself and and it's done that's been a lot of training you know yoga and and training to be a counselor was Mm -hmm. was a lot of that but also in treating my addiction um and I think the more that each and every one of us can do that you know the more we're we're enhancing the entire world right Mm -hmm. um so yeah so uh, you know you can find me there um And I hope that you understand that once you do get this gift, that if you make it some of your purpose to um, instill it in somebody else, then you're doing your job. And that's actually enough. We don't have to do any more than that. So whoever's in front of you at that moment or whatever's in front of you in that moment, can you add to it rather than take from it? I think that's a really valuable um takeaway that we can all put in our yeah. back pocket.
0: Kristen, I think um I won't be alone in thinking you are evidence that angels do exist. No. known in, in uh, uh aesthetically but obviously just the energy you you uh uh you give off. I, like, I just feel for the last couple of hours I've just had an injection of some kind of energy I can't even explain. I just I've just been plugged I feel like I've been watching a show. Rather than then I had to kind of remind myself saying okay Jamie you meant to be uh, asking questions <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is um, this has been unbelievable and um, I know I'll see you hopefully very soon um, um, please do um, l- let me know exactly when, when you have the exact date of the premiere I'll share on everything and and I'm sure lots of people not just in Malta but um, around the world will be interested in, in um, also knowing and so we can all watch along with you. Um, if it will be a premier, premiere. So let's keep talking. Um, I definitely need more of this anyway, just for myself. Um, and um, then hopefully we can catch up later in the year before you um, release your second film, uh, because I'm going to have, again, a, a, a multitude of questions that come out of watching the first film, no doubt.
2: um...
1: Good. And I addressed a lot of those in the second film because I I tried to sort of move it up incrementally. But I just want to say I'm so grateful, Jamie, so grateful for this opportunity. I love talking to you tonight. It's been really fun. Um, And also, I have a devilish side, too. It still exists,
2: (laughs) but I face it today.
1: (laughs) Um, But, yeah, no, we've really connected. I feel that it's been such a high vibrational exchange. Everything is an energetic exchange. Mm -hmm. I felt that a lot in the interviews that I did. And I hope that people will watch the film. film's plural when the second one comes out too and um really pick up on that because i see it as a transmission or a download if you will Mm. you can get an upgrade from from really um you know picking up on just the energy that's coming out from all of these amazing people that i have been able to speak to Mm -hmm. so yeah so that's been the greatest blessing and i'm super grateful to all of them too so you can get on the website and see who's involved and uh
0: and we'll see have, you a watch, soon, have a watch have a
1: listen and, and yeah. give it a chance it might just change your life yeah that's wow. the idea
0: thank you so much and um and obviously stay safe and, and and keep doing what you're doing and um just one point as well I'm going to mention um and only one point because I know we'll carry on talking for another two hours otherwise um is, <laughs> is the is this um because only something I've been thinking about recently about having this I've always thought, okay, like I I try and lead a, a good life, but I'm all, I'm consciously aware of having, let's say, a dark a darker side, and I end up, I, I can see it in others, and that's why I end up building better relationships with people that are similar that have this kind of darker side. But then I was just thinking, as you said that, you I know, mean, the devil in me. But I think it's um, a point you made earlier is is about having this balance. It's the whole yin and yang is that you can't be all good. You know, there's a balance. Everyone is has good and bad, and I think if if you don't have the bad, then you can't have the good. So, I think uh, it's important, really, to kind of identify the identify the dark. Let's say the darkness sounds terrible, but you know, the, the the darker side of you, and be like, okay, that's that's part of who I am, so that's okay.
1: Integrating the shadow is key. Mm. That's exactly what you just said. It's imperative. We have to make the darkness part of us, and yeah, we all have it. Guess what, yin yang? So glad you mentioned that. We are all of that. We are all of the atrocities and the the kind of horrors that I mentioned, mm-hmm. and we're the greatest expressions humani- of humanity. You know, like the bliss and the awe and the uh, all those peak human experiences that we just stand in wonder of in a majestic sunset or a brilliant act of human kindness. You know, we're the full spectrum, and we're here to be the full spectrum, embrace the full spectrum but once we shed light on some of that the baseline of the suffering can raise you know um so yeah i'm really glad that you said that like that you're you're really catching on and oh my god you can see my cat in the back i love it uh, <laughs> it's
0: getting in on the act <laughs> yeah
1: and i am a talker my god so i'm gonna try to shut up and no, to no, no to good. bring it to a close and i really really appreciate that so yeah it just means we have but, um, so much more to talk is- about
0: which is great. There's so
1: much to it. Yeah, and this yeah. is what was hard to do with, with the film is cut it down because mm-hmm. we honestly assembled so much valuable information. I didn't want any of it to go to waste. Mm-hmm. So that's the reason for the two films. So there you go. Yeah, Stay tuned. Awesome. It will come yes. out soon. And yeah, I just really appreciate everyone's support. Yeah.
0: And uh hopefully the next time I'll see you will be in this beautiful studio because again I'm I'm yeah. quite lonely in here. So it'd be good to to pick up on your frequencies a bit, a bit closer if you're a bit closer anyway.
1: Yeah. Person to person contact is always better. Yeah, wonderful.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Have a lovely evening. And, um, it's been amazing to, to see your, your lovely face and, um, say hi to, to Chris and, and, and the girls. And, uh, like I say, hopefully I'll see you in Malta again soon.
1: Awesome. Sounds good. Jamie. Namaste. Sending you so much love. Thank you.
0: <laughs> Take care. See you later.
1: Bye. Oh, <music>